This is the Bird Dad Podcast. I'm Ian Carlson. It's a quiet spring afternoon. After a few days of rain, the sun is out, and the weather is beginning to warm. We're standing alongside a small pond at the edge of our old farm. During the summer, the pond itself is surrounded by a high wall of cattails and is guarded by swooping red-winged blackbirds. You can't get close enough to see in. But the heavy snows of winter have toppled and bent most of the cattails down. The blackbirds aren't defending nests yet, and the pond has been revealed. It's a milky green, like a cup of mate, lightly laced with oat milk. It looks delicious, but you'll have to take my word for it. There's an American crow calling in the distance, but that's not what we've come to hear. In fact, we haven't come to hear a bird at all. During the first few warm and rainy nights in spring, frogs, salamanders, and other amphibians make a great overland trip to find the nearest body of water to reproduce in. These are referred to by naturalists as big nights. And what a spectacle these nights are. A slimy lovin' with lots of exciting drama as numerous species race overland, risking life and limb for a chance to reproduce. Once they arrive at the pond, the battle to prove oneself the most ideal mate begins in earnest. There's more shouting and skullduggery than any reality TV show. You haven't seen True Betrayal, until you've watched a female bullfrog allow a much smaller suitor to advance and attempt amplexus, only to reject him by swallowing him whole. As I was lying awake with my son at two in the morning last night so that my wife could get some well-earned rest, I heard the electric chorus of amphibian lovemaking ringing out from the backfield. It was a big night, maybe the only big night this year, weather depending. I pondered. Should I wake everyone, take them out into the night, and hunt for a ball of slinkily divine yellow-spotted salamanders? I decided against it. Over coffee late the next morning, we decided that a trip to the pond would be an excellent first outdoor adventure for our baby boy. He, milk drunk and sleeping soundly, offered no opinion. We heard the chuck-chucking of wood frogs as we approached, but, drawing nearer, the pond fell silent, just a few splashes and bloops as the cautious amphibians slipped out of sight. Undeterred by their ruse, I secured my recorder in a nearby tree, and my wife and I took a stroll down the path away from the pond to give the frogs some distance. It took ten minutes, but eventually the frogs started back in. The wood frogs were first. Their call is that nyuk, 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 that might sound like a group of conspiratorial ducks hushedly quacking.
then the spring peepers. Only a handful were bold enough to cry out in the daylight, offering their namesake peeps and a couple of aggressive trill calls. This chorus slowly built, and seeing that the coast was clear, the pond once more erupted in song. Last night's party was certainly still going strong. As the season progresses, different species of frogs will join in this chorus, and perhaps I'll record more then. I just wanted to share with you my excitement and wonder about another sound of spring. This podcast is written, recorded, and produced by Ian Carlson. Music by Doubletone. This week's special thanks goes out to reviewer M.H. Bergeron. I've never been referred to as a flannel-lined pocket before, but I do take it as a compliment. Thank you. splashes and bloops